It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Makadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Tim Donnelly Show continuing here on the Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM as well. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Makadoo studio. Um, last night for Super Bowl was actually a fairly big night for the Hokies, which is always a, a, a very, very good thing. Um, but before we get to that story and, and Kendall Fuller and how the Hokies can can use that moving forward, uh, let's go ahead and, and get you covered on everything going on in the sports world. And of course, that includes the big game from last night. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. And that's it, everybody. The season comes to a complete end, at least football season anyway, with the Super Bowl on Sunday. And as it is surely to be the biggest story around the water cooler today, let's get you caught up. The Kansas City Chiefs come back from another double-digit deficit to beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. Patrick Mahomes did not play great. He was not super alien Mahomes that we have been used to seeing this entire season. But do you know what he is? Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes. And you know what that means? Former Virginia Tech Hokie Kendall Fuller also just became former Virginia Tech Hokie and Super Bowl champion Kendall Fuller. Two of the biggest plays on defense made by the former Hokie, Kendall Fuller. So you could say it was Mahomes on one side, Fuller on the other, if you really wanted to break it down. Mahomes leads three touchdown drives in the fourth quarter to complete the comeback uh, for Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, Kendall Fuller not only gets a huge pass breakup, uh, also gets an interception with about a minute left to end the game to essentially seal it for the Kansas City Chiefs. On the other side of the ball, the San Francisco 49ers, more importantly, their coach, Kyle Shanahan, might start getting a smooth case of the yips. He has now been a part of the only two, excuse me, Two of the only three double-digit post-third quarter leads that did not end up in a Super Bowl championship. That's right. Only three times in the history of the Super Bowl has a team had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter and lost. And, of course, two of them come with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays. Uh, (laughs) This is just me being uh, maybe petty, but it's my personal feelings right now. It turns out the Tom Brady tweet of him with the silhouette walking in to the, 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 the stadium, turns out that was all part of a Hulu ad. And here's the only thing I have to say about that. I hated the move when I thought it was just Tom Brady being selfish. Now that I find out it was all to get paid for an advertisement and he wasn't just being selfish, he was also being greedy, I'm all the way out on Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback to ever live. Okay, sure, whatever. But he is not someone I'd want to share a beer with down at a bar on Main Street. So I'm all out on Tom Brady. Moving along, Virginia Tech Hokies, uh, their basketball team faced Florida State over the weekend in Blacksburg, lost to a a top 10 ranked Florida State team. I'll put it this way. Virginia Tech was overmatched in size. They were overmatched in experience. They were overmatched in depth. 
They were overmatched in so many things that lead to wins in college basketball. And on top of that, they shot 23% from three. The Hokies did. When the Hokies are playing one of those teams, right, one of those top 10 teams, one of those big bad bullies on the block that are going to be on their schedule because of the conference that they play in, their slingshot, right, their way that the underdog wins is through the three-point shot. They made 23%. That's not going to get it done. However, there is a bright side to this. Jalen Cohn took just two threes, and he made one of them. I'm starting to think the Hokies may need to readjust their shot distribution. When someone like P.J. Horn is going 0 for 6 from 3 and Jalen Cohn is going 1 for 2 and is one of the best shooters in the entire country, I think you should start getting Cohn more shots and maybe Horn a few less. Uh, Looking at uh, one of the craziest stories in sports, on a weekend that has the Super Bowl, on a weekend that has a Hokie game, on a weekend that has uh, Hall of Fame announcements, Dejon Giroux of Houston, University of Houston, was ejected from their game against Cincinnati. Forget this, biting a Cincinnati player. In a scrum for a loose ball, he saw a Cincinnati player's calf and thought that looks tasty and bit on down. Was uh, eventually ejected after video as well as teeth marks on the opposing player's legs led the referees to believe that the bite was intentional. Earlier this week, I said, or excuse me, earlier last week, I said that we have to control the NBA because when they fight, it leads directly to fights at the college, high school, and youth level. I don't know where you learned this one. You didn't, you didn't get this one. You didn't get the bite from watching the NBA. So it is completely, completely up in the air. And lastly, what is college basketball? What is NBA? What is the NHL doing? Tonight is the most valuable real estate in sports. Every football fan is looking for something new to watch, and there are no, I repeat, no premier NBA games, zippy, interesting college basketball games, and no NHL games. And again, just to clarify, not no NHL games. I just ran out of time. No interesting NHL games, with the Leafs and the Panthers being the uh, the premier game, and that's a three-versus-four matchup in the Eastern Conference, which... I don't think anyone gets really excited about three versus four matchups. All right, uh, let's move along to some Hokie Hour stuff. Kendall Fuller, okay. Kendall Fuller, Super Bowl ceiling interception. As a defensive back, that's kind of what you dream about, right? The other team is is ferociously trying to make a comeback. Uh, Your offense has given you a lead. You just need to get off the field. And what do they do but test you deep when and you are able to make the play? You're able to outleap Debo Samuel, who's bigger than you. You're able to make the catch. You're able to complete it. And you are able to run to the sideline with the football in your hands, knowing that you just gave your team the final nail in your opponent's coffin. Kendall Fuller of Virginia Tech, right? Kendall Fuller of Virginia Tech, of the Fuller family, a royal family in Virginia Tech lore, four players all come through Virginia Tech, all end up in the NFL, becomes the first Virginia Tech player to win a Super Bowl since Cam Chancellor, Bam Bam Cam, on the Legion of Boom, Seattle Seahawks defense. Now, now, obviously, this is a big deal just because you just want to be happy for Kendall Fuller, right? 
uh, you know, you, you cared about him when he was on campus here. You developed a relationship with him. You enjoyed watching him. And you just want one of your old friends to go on to have success, right? Hopefully you're one of those people. You're someone that can be genuinely happy for someone else. You're not just jealous. So hopefully everyone is just genuinely happy for Kendall Fuller. Uh, and, and I think most, most of Hokie Nation is, if not all of Hokie Nation is. Now, from a recruiting standpoint, I can't emphasize this enough. Plaster the GIF, the screenshot, and the video of that game-sealing, Super Bowl-winning, Kendall Fuller-leaping interception everywhere if you are Virginia Tech. Get it blown up to 50 times scale and put on the side of Castle Coliseum. Make sure that that particular image is, is everywhere. Your background on social media, uh, your, your wall of your team meeting room. Make sure that that is everywhere. If you, if you are someone that particularly does not care about how you look, get it tattooed on your face. There should not be a recruit that goes 10 minutes walking around Virginia Tech's campus without being reminded that players from Virginia Tech make Super Bowl winning plays. And that's not just a, a saying, right? It's not just Super Bowl winning quality plays. It's quite literally the Super Bowl winning play. What was this, Super Bowl 54? There have only been 54 chances in NFL history to make a Super Bowl game ceiling play. And if you take out the Super Bowls that were blowouts, there's even fewer. And one of them was made yesterday by a Hokie. Plaster it everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. And you know what? Use it for, for everything, right? How about this? You walk into a four or excuse me, a four or five star recruit. Let's start with the five star. Five stars looking to to end up somewhere where they know their NFL dreams can be realized. Right? That's what five five stars get to think that way. You may you may not believe it, but five stars get chances even if their college careers don't go well. So they're looking to set up their NFL career. Right? Look look no further than a guy like Kyle Allen, right? Kyle Allen was a five-star quarterback recruit, uh, didn't start at Texas A&M, didn't last at Houston, and, and still ended up starting games this past year for the Carolina Panthers, right? Five stars are trying to set themselves up to have success at the NFL level. Kendall Fuller is a five-star recruit that had options, right? When you're a five-star recruit, you can go anywhere. He chose to come to Virginia Tech. He came to Virginia Tech. He developed his skills, played for hashtag DBU, developed his skills, became better, went to the NFL, and made a Super Bowl-winning, game-sealing, highlight reel of all highlight reels interception. I mean, if you're Fuente and them, you better have that clip on a flash drive there. Ready have, it, have it on a flash it. drive. Um, he actually responded right the the Virginia Tech Hokies football account tweeted out right the 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 video of the the interception he responded with Hokies a bunch of exclamation points so so if he's open to it I mean coach Fuente needs to set it up so whenever he's talking to a recruit Kendall Fuller 
happens, or actually Justin Hamilton could do this too, uh, as a as a former member of DBU. Uh, anytime he's talking to a recruit, Kendall Fuller needs to coincidentally FaceTime him. I'm I'm talking like, oh sorry, oh I, I, my phone should be on silent. Oh but look, recruit five star, it's Kendall Fuller. Hey Kendall, what's up? I'm here with a recruit. I can't talk right now, and you're not allowed to talk to them because you're a booster. But hey, thanks for calling, man. Our relationship means a lot to me. It's a. Uh, it yeah. should be scripted. Like, yeah, hi there, uh, Kendall Fuller, the who who scored. Yeah. Who, you I was just sealed, showing him footage super- of your Super Bowl winning play. What's up, my man? <laughs> who sealed Super Bowl Fifty Four? Uh, yeah, like it should be that obvious, and it's not just that play. I don't want to make it seem like it is. On the previous drive, which was equally as important, Kendall Fuller came flying out of the sky uh, from uh, reading essentially Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo like a book to get a pass breakup. Uh, had a couple of tackles early on, was was not giving up completions. Um, he's just a really good player. And and part of that development, right, you always want to give credit to the high school coach. You want to give credit to Kendall himself for putting the work in to turn himself into the player that he is. But part of that development did happen here in Blacksburg. Part of that development did happen while he was a Hokie. Uh, and, and because of that, I believe it is not using that relationship. It is simply uh, taking advantage of, of, of something that, that you've earned uh, to, to 100% use that. I mean, play that clip during the, the next Hokie game on the Jumbotron, right? Use that clip every different way you can. Make T-shirts. Fuente, get it tattooed on your face. Sell calendars with just that image just on every, every month. It's like a, it's like a flip book. Like it, it moves with every every month on the calendar. It should be plastered everywhere. A big, big, big positive night for the Hokies last night in that Super Bowl. Simply off of the way that that uh, Kendall Fuller was able to play and was yep. able to affect the game. And if you're a Hokie fan, you couldn't ask for more, really. Absolutely not. And it was actually one of those things where uh, he made the play on the previous drive, the pass breakup, and I was like, "Yes, this is great. This is awesome." And then he made the interception to seal it, and I was like, "Well, forget about the pass breakup." No, you can't forget about it. They're both great, but it was a, it was it was a, a really, 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 really good day for for the Hokies. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, what can the Hokies learn from Eric Bieniemy, Kyle Shanahan, the play callers in last night's game? Next, Tim Donnelly is the lead activist for players' rights. He's a fan of logic and reason, except when it comes to Tiger Woods. Hey, it's uh, it's Tiger. More of the Tim Donnelly Show is coming your way next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show here on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. So we did all that talking about Kendall Fuller. I mean, how how cool is it that literally he makes a play and then you hear Joe Buck and that will end this game? Like that's, I mean, that's about as cool as you can get as a defensive back. You make a defensive play and that will end this game. That's as perfect as it could get. So shout out to Kendall Fuller one more time. Um, now let's look at, at what you can learn, right? If you're not learning, you're moving backwards. Everything you watch, as a, every game you watch as, a, as a, a program, you should be learning, right? You should be grabbing a play. You should be grabbing a stunt. You should be grabbing uh, a look, a, a personnel, a formation, something to bring home with you. So what can the Hokies look at in that Super Bowl and take home with them? Eric Bieniemy, Kyle Shanahan, 
are two wonderful play callers. Right, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid are two wonderful offensive philosophy designers as head coaches. They they are are a bunch of minds that are really really good. Virginia Tech can learn. Both of these teams had time, right? Two weeks, conference championship, all the way to Super Bowl to scheme, and they didn't come back just doing what had been working for them. That would be a mistake to come back just doing what had been working. They came with new things. Debo Samuel, end arounds for the 49ers. Uh, temptations like turns and spins. Did you see down in the goal line on the fourth down, the, the, the Chiefs literally hit like a one, two, a spin. Like they were the backup dancers to Bruno Mars. Right? They came with new things. They came with wrinkles. They came with changes. And, and to me, that's where the Hokies can learn. Right, Because if you look at the two games where the Hokies had a bye week leading into it, it was Duke, we know how that went, and it was Notre Dame. Now, I'm not saying Notre Dame uh, is as bad as the Duke game simply because they were working around a backup quarterback in uh, Quincy Patterson, but, but goodness gracious, it was refreshing to see a play caller that is not so bound to to their system, right? Well, adaptability to me is the most um, underrated thing in in NFL football, right? So many guys get pinned to you do this, you do that. That's what you do, and they try to make sure that they live up to that. When in actuality, the thing that you should try to to pin yourself to is just making the right decision. Kyle Shanahan's dad was a little bit like this. Mike Shanahan. Now, I grew up a Broncos fan. So the 97-98 Super Bowls where Mike Shanahan was the head coach of the Broncos, they ran the the stretch, right? We all know that play. It it was Terrell Davis. It was a a stretch handoff. He was running until he uh, looked at the zone blocking ahead of him, put his foot in the ground, got north and south. And that's what he did from, from the beginning of his career to his end. Kyle Shanahan, his son, has already shown that he can be one thing, but if the personnel on his team leads him to be another thing, he can be another thing. But if the defense leads him to be another thing, he can be another thing. That's what Virginia Tech has to take away from it. Their play calling next year, I hope it is more specific when possible to the opposing team. After a bye week, you should have plays that the opposing team has never seen before that are designed just to beat that defense. Right? And when you play a conference opponent, you should, you should be calling plays that the other team has seen maybe once that you saw on film that worked well against a particular look that you stole. Be adaptable. Make it work. Make it happen. Don't be too precious with your reputation. If you're a spread guy, you're only a spread guy until you start calling drop back plays. If you're a spread guy, you're only a spread guy until you start calling under center runs. Then you're something completely different and it might be more successful. Let's take a break when we come back. Time for Hashtag Hokies next. Tim Donnelly Show continuing through Hokie Hour here on WRAD 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. 
Before we jump into hashtag Hokies, uh, let's jump into hashtag Valentine's in the Valley. I don't know if that's a hashtag. I mean, it could be a hashtag. Can anything, can anything be, a hashtag? be a hashtag? Yeah, all right. Uh, Valentine's in the Valley. We're trying to give you. We're trying to just give you an awesome Valentine's Day package. The ultimate Valentine's Day, if you will. Uh, included in the package is uh, Pandora's Valentine's necklace, which Pandora Valent- P- Pandora stuff is not cheap. Like Pandora stuff's awesome. It's it's like. like Christine. I, let me tell you, like that that stuff. There's there's value there. It's nice, but uh, let me tell you a story about Pandora. You know how they do the charm bracelets? Uh, yeah. Where you buy like the bracelet and then you can get a bunch of little charms. Right. Uh, I had a buddy who was gonna get his mom a Pandora bracelet with the charms, so he went around thinking like, you know, it was nice. I mean, it's very nice. We thought it was gonna be expensive, but he I don't think he realized how much. So he got himself the the bracelet, and then he went around and picked out like a full bracelet's worth of the little the little charm things. Oh man! And thinking like, oh, I'll give this to her; it'll be it'll be nice. And they were all meaningful. And then they looked at the price, and he was like, oh, never mind. You can take back all of the charms except for one, please. <laughs> uh, but Pandora, I mean, it's nice, and we're trying to give it away. Pandora Valentine's necklace from PR Sturgill Fine Jewelry in Radford. Dinner at Preston's at the River Course. A makeover at Inside Out Salon in Christiansburg. A golf, a golfer four at the Pete Dye River Course, which is an awesome course. Pete Dye, uh, one of the legends in golf design, just passed away recently. He designed the course right here in Blacksburg, uh, including cart and green fees and treats from the Blue Ridge Fudge Lady Shop in Pulaski. Uh, to register to win all of that, you don't just win one, you win all of that. Uh, to register to win the Valentines in the Valley, simply sign up online at WRADradio.com. That's WRADradio.com by February 9th at midnight. It's February 3rd now, but don't wait. February 9th at midnight, and you could win the ultimate Valentine's Day prize pack from the WRAD Talk Network. While you're at WRADradio.com, uh, you could catch the live stream. Uh, if you're there between 6 and 9, uh, you catch the, the Tim Donnelly show live. Uh, so that's just, you know, bookmark that website. It's worth it. Um, let's go ahead and jump into our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. Let's go ahead and jump into Hashtag Hokies. You were a little off there. Uh, it's it's Monday. It's Monday. It's we'll, a Monday we'll, after the Super Bowl. We'll get into it. You didn't watch. I watched a little bit of it because I had to work. You can't pull the whole, oh, it's Monday after the Super Bowl if you didn't watch. I watched like the fourth quarter, majority but, of the but fourth quarter. But not the la- not the end. You said you watched the fourth quarter until there was like three minutes left, and then stopped watching. Well, I finally turned the TV off, and like we all just kind of like disbanded. Well, then you can't pull the whole. It's Monday after. You can't. You that card is not in in your hand right now. You don't get that wild card. Huh. low bro. You're like 110 million Americans watched. Watch the Super Bowl every year. You turned it off with three minutes to play in a close game. Yes. We are we we come from a different uh, a, a different breed. Definitely do. Uh, let's go ahead and look at hashtag Hokies though. The first thing I want to do is, is kind of along the lines of the Kendall Fuller conversation that we've been having. Um, when I do hashtag Hokies, right? First thing I do is I check my mentions. So at Donnelly Show at Donnelly Sports, if you want to be featured on. Uh, hashtag Hokies, send us a tweet at Donnelly Show at Donnelly Sports. I check there first. 
Um, if there's either no tweets that I want to have conversations about or, or I need more in addition to those, I then go search Twitter for Hokies. Hashtag Hokies first and then just Hokies. And I scroll and I, and I look for interesting conversations that are being had across Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, last night or this morning, which felt like last night, it's about you know, 3.45, 4 o'clock in the morning. I start searching for my hashtag Hokies. And uh, I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And do you know what I realized? Hokie Nation is doing their part to make sure that everyone knows that Kendall Fuller is associated with Virginia Tech. Wouldn't you, though? I'm telling you, I scrolled and 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 it was still just Kendall, DBU, Hokies, Kendall Fuller, pictures of Kendall Fuller from Virginia Tech, pictures of parents with their kids and Kendall Fuller, pictures of... Kyle Fuller, who they thought was Kendall Fuller. Pictures of, of, of uh, highlights from him playing in lane. Uh, words of congratulations, words of appreciation, words of go Hokies. It was all over the place. So as I said, the, the, the coaching staff should 100% have that plastered everywhere. But the fan base can do their part as well, and they absolutely were. So I, I, at one point, I was literally just... Uh, you know, the scroll bar on the right side of the, the screen. Yeah. I was just grabbing that, dragging it to the bottom, not even looking and just dragging it to the bottom, not even looking, dragging it to the, because I had to get to, to tweets that didn't involve Kendall Fuller. Cause I already knew we were going to have the segment in hokey hour where we talked about Kendall Fuller. So I needed to find some other Twitter conversations. And it, I mean, it took me a while. And at one point in time, I, I mindlessly clicked on my uh, notifications on Twitter, like out of habit. Yeah, and was like, oh no no no, back back back, because I didn't want to have to go scroll for twenty five minutes again. Luckily, it saved my space when I hit back. Uh, so shout out to Kendall Fuller, but shout out to the fan base for showing him love as well. Uh, next hashtag co- Hokies comes from at Nursin for Living. Um, at Nursin for Living is Landon Watson's mother. Landon Watson is a four star defensive end from Texas who was in Blacksburg over the weekend, along with a couple other very, very big recruits. We talked about him on Friday. Naquan Brown amongst them. Uh, Tingle amongst them. Uh, they, they had some very big recruits. Um, uh, Greg Stroman, who plays for the Redskins, his little brother, uh, was on campus. So, so they had quite a few big recruiting uh, players on campus this weekend, including Landon Watson and his family. Uh, nursing, at Nursing for a Living, a.k.a. Felicia Watson, uh, put out a tweet about how awesome the visit was for her son, uh, for her four-star son, and and you know the people that she met and the the coaches were awesome. But the pictures are what I want to talk about because the pictures were Landon Watson at uh, the three three zero four Sports Studios, which if you listen in on Wednesdays when Bill Roth comes on the show. He talks about his sports media and analytics department, and he gives us updates. And uh, you know, throughout the quote-unquote offseason for them, they had these, these upgrades to their facilities where they have the green screens and they have the video boards and they have the desks. It looks like a sports center set. And Landon Watson was sitting at that desk, and he was sitting next to Evan K. Hughes, who we, right. ha- we have on, on our tailgate shows, uh, a student at, at Virginia Tech who's in, in the broadcast department. Um, and, and Landon Watson, 
I mean, if you're not impressed by that, right, he's interested in broadcasting, and they showed him state-of-the-art broadcasting equipment that he would get to use while he's on campus. That's genius. That's genius-level recruiting, right? Because do you know what Virginia Tech's not going to probably ever be able to do? Out-facility Clemson, LSU, Texas, Alabama. But do you know what they can do? Put in more effort. Learn more about these kids. Find out what their career goals are outside of football and have them set up to take advantage of it, right? Landon Watson, right? Clemson is going to try to sell you on they can make you a pro. Virginia Tech is going to try to sell you on they can make you a pro. Uh, uh, Texas is going to try to sell you on they can make you a pro. And this is more Landon Watson as an amalgamation of all four-star recruits. But Tech is going to go the extra mile. They're going to learn what you want to do after your 15-year career career in the NFL. Oh, you want to go into broadcasting. Look at this. Right? And it doesn't hurt that Virginia Tech just poured some money into that program to some, some upgrades to their studio. So show it off. Wherever you spend your money, show it off. So what I learned on that tweet, and hopefully they had a good time, and hopefully he commits, and hopefully hashtag Texas to VT becomes a thing that uh, Virginia Tech can live off of for a couple years. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, the Hokies basketball team lost to Florida State. Um, no moral victories, but this isn't as brutal a loss as you're thinking. Stick around. He's Delaware's best holder. That's hilarious. It's not meant to be funny. It's meant to be devastating. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. Tim Donnelly show back talk of the New River Valley. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Makadu studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline. That's 540-639-4900. 540-639-4900 for the Baker team hotline. Virginia Tech prior to the Super Bowl Saturday. So we're going way long ago. Lost to Florida State. Um, it's a bummer, right? And and the Hokies had some chances to to really flip the game on its head, and 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 you know it was an opportunity for them to kind of reset their season and maybe put a jump start into some uh, postseason tournament eligibilities or, or possibilities. So so it's a bummer that they lose, that they lost. And if you listen to the show, you know that I do not believe in moral victories. I do not believe in spiritual victories. The only victories I believe in are the ones that. Uh, you know, happen on the scoreboard when you score more points than the other team. But looking at this one, it doesn't sting as much as some of the other losses Virginia Tech has suffered recently. If Virginia Tech played as well against Boston College, as well against Miami, as they did against Florida State, they win those games. They win those games, right? If, if you look at their schedule, the Virginia Tech uh, basketball schedule, if you if you look at it, um, let me let me bring it up here. They're on a little bit of a downturn, okay? And 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 I don't want to uh, downplay that or act like it's not a big deal, but I am saying that if they played as well as they played against Florida State uh, in each game that they've had as of late, we're still super stoked. Right, because they beat Miami, they beat Boston College, 
Uh, they, they did beat North Carolina, probably would have been close against Syracuse um, as it was. Uh, so it's, 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 it's different. So, so that's to be said. The other thing is this. Losing to Florida State, I'm putting reasons on it. Right? I often talk about the, the difference between reasons and excuses. Excuses are, are borderline complaints. Right, they, didn't, they weren't really the reason, but you're using it as a scapegoat anyway. And then a reason is legit. The, the, the thing I described it as, uh, if you're running the 100-meter dash, an excuse would be, oh, the starter, uh, the starter's cadence was off on ready, set, go, so I got a bad jump. That's an excuse. A reason would be, as I was running down the, the, the track, a goose hit me and took me out. So, all right, there's a reason to lose there. Virginia Tech had some reasons. They were overmatched in size to one of the biggest teams in the country in Florida State. They were overmatched in experience to a team that returned quite a bit from their NCAA tournament run in Florida State versus Virginia Tech, who returned very little from their NCAA tournament run a season ago. They were overmatched in depth with uh, uh, excuse me, Florida State. I wanted to call them Virginia State and then Georgia State. Florida State. Um, with Florida State going deep to their bench, Virginia Tech not having that ability. And then on top of that, Virginia Tech's slingshot that I've called it, the three-point ball, was not falling. Right? Uh, if they're going to be an underdog, the way that they beat Goliath is, is with the three-point shot. They shot the three at just a 23% clip, um, which, which when that happens, they're not going to be able to knock off the big bad bullies. They're not going to be able to beat Florida State or, uh, or Duke or Louisville. Now, how this happened? is something that can be up for debate because um, PJ Horn is shooting a lot. And I want to be clear. I don't, I don't disrespect him for doing it, but he's 0 for 6 in the game. Meanwhile, you have shooters like Virginia Tech's uh, Isaiah Wilkins, who I believe is a scorer, shooting one for two. Jalen Cohn, one for two. Hunter Couture, two for five. Right, you have these Nahimaline one for four. Um, you have these other shooters that I would rather have taking those shots. PJ Horn has to realize his value is tremendous to this team, whether he is is knocking down threes or not. And early in the season, it was awesome because he was shooting it well, and he got to stretch out defenses, and he was a big part of the team. But uh, but but his value is there regardless. His ability at six foot five to guard bigger players is worth its weight in gold to this team. He had two blocks against Florida State. Two blocks against the biggest team in the country. He's a six foot five post player. Right? If he rebounds and he defends and he plays bigger than his size, he doesn't need to take six threes. He can be a screen setter to get Jalen Cohn open. Because I want Jalen Cohn shooting 10 threes a game. His, his stroke is so pure. The one three that he made in, in the game was on a kick out in the corner as the, the shot clock was, was winding down. He used those springs. He'd get so high off the ground, legs with the jumper, let it go. And I, I'm telling you right now, not only did it not hit the rim, the net barely moved. I want him shooting it. I want Hunter Couture, when he's feeling it the way he was feeling it, 
on Saturday. I want him to shoot it. I want Naheem Aline to have a green light. I want Tyrese Radford to keep slashing yet another 18 points. I want Landers Nolly to, to shoot it, but maybe a little bit more high percentage. That there are scores on this team. It's about establishing the hierarchy on who gets the shots. That is the next step. Right? Who's the one? Who's the two? Who's the three? Who's the four? Who's the five on the scoring hierarchy? And then making sure you get shots in that distribution. Making sure the one option leads the team in, in, in opportunities. The two is next. The three is next. The four is next. You don't want your eighth scoring option to be second in shots. That's that's the next kind of kind of reshuffling or reorganization that needs to happen for this team. But other than that, I thought they played well. Devin Vassell, 27 points for Florida State on 7 of 7 from 3. What are you going to do when a player like that gets it going? Florida State wins the game. Virginia Tech should not be discouraged, however. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hit you with Got You Covered one more time, tell you about our Valentines in the Valley, and how were legacies affected in the Super Bowl. Next. Next. 